770 AM, 92.5 FM News Talk, WVNN. We are the talk of North Alabama. Folks, I'm Phil Williams. I'm your host here, Right Side Radio. Copper is on the board. Copper, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon. How are you this Friday? I am good this Friday. And Copper, we've we've had a we've had a whole week. This is this is like this is the last last day of the whole first week of Right Side Radio. Can you believe it? <laughs> That's right. It's gone well. It has gone well. I mean, there was a whole lot of lead up coming to it. There was, you know, the opportunity to 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 try and work through all the wranglings and the the legals and the corporate approvals and the how do we reschedule life around doing this new radio show. But it's here, and uh, week one is almost in the can. It is. Well, uh, you're doing a great job. So glad you're on the team. And um, uh, folks, you you can't you can't do stuff like this without just being surrounded by solid people. So uh, glad we have Copper on the team. And uh, I want to also thank uh, the folks at Cumulus and uh, Dale Jackson, uh, the program director and morning show host who, who helped make this happen. Anyway, Right Side Radio, uh, here we are. Phil Williams, I'm your host. And, and you know, I've said all week long, and I'm going to keep saying this, Right Side Radio exists not for me, it exists for you. You, you are not alone. When you hear this radio show, you should know <sighs> I am not alone because there are people out there who believe just like you. And like my wife, Charlene, says all the time, there's more of us than there are of them. You keep that in mind, y'all. There are more of us than there are of them. And this show is going to do all that it can to hit what I call the four E's. We're going to enlighten, empower, educate, and entertain you throughout the entire time. And, and when you hear an episode of Right Side, if all you hear is one segment of Right Side Radio, I, I want you to walk away feeling like you got something out of it, like, like you were empowered by it, like maybe you learned something, like maybe you got uh, motivated to go get involved. Or for that matter, you just had a good laugh and you felt better about life because you heard that things are going better than what perhaps the mainstream media wants you to know. There are victories happening every single day. And there are good people doing good things, and there are hard people doing hard things in hard places, and we need to honor those when we can, too. You know, I've said, too, every, every day I'm going to try and start off with what I call a few minutes of just the right side way. And I'm, and I'm going to do that today, too. And, and I'm, going to, I'm going to go into sort of a, a, a discussion here of what, what is the function of government? Because we're going to spend some time on this show unpacking some things that government's doing wrong and how good people can still affect their communities without having to have government rescue them in everything. All said and done, what, what, I mean, what is the function of government? Does it serve a purpose? The short answer is yes, government does serve a purpose. Don't, don't, don't mistake me, all right? Let me be clear. Right Side Radio is not an anti-government talk show, all right? I'm not. This is not a conspiracy show. This is not one of those overthrow the government shows, don't pay your taxes kind of shows. No, government does have a function in society, but let me also be clear. I will tell you unequivocally that government overreach does exist and it must be called out whenever we see it. Ronald Reagan famously said, you know, one of the most dangerous phrases in the world is, we're here from the government and we're here to help. And, and that's true because too often the government getting involved in what used to be a private matter or a private sector matter just literally boggles things and bogs it down. You want to slow down a process, get the government involved. So what is government for? I mean, what, what is government for? I, I tell you what, anytime I want to know something like that, the, the first thing you should do here is, is look to the foundational documents. What did the, what did the founders of this nation say? 
And there's a thing, by the way, I'm a practicing attorney. You know, you, I've got this eclectic background where I have all these years in the military. I have uh, time spent in full-time ministry. Uh, I have time spent in state politics and in, in policy. But I'm also a practicing attorney. And, and I know that in the, in the auspices of the law, there's a thing that is often called legislative intent when it comes to statutes or codes. When the legislature, which I was proud to be a part of for eight years, goes to Montgomery and enacts laws for the state, very often you'll find in the beginning of that code section something that says it is the intent of the legislature to do these things or to say these things, to clarify what it is. And in the absence of legislative intent, sometimes the courts have to try and figure out what the statute meant. Well, let's look at that in terms of our foundational documents. There's the preamble to the Constitution. So many of y'all have heard it. I mean, if you were a kid watching Schoolhouse Rock, all right, I just made myself sound old. Copper, did you ever listen to Schoolhouse Rock when you were when you were growing up? Is that uh, something? I'm afraid oh. not. Oh, my gosh. Copper, they're, they're, we, all right, listen, your homework for the weekend is you've got to Google Schoolhouse Rock and watch at least one of their short videos. Those are the things that used to teach us on Saturday morning cartoon time. But anyway, I'll leave that for another day. But listen, the foundational documents, the preamble to the U.S. Constitution is filled with legislative intent. And while the preamble itself may not always be considered binding, uh, by some, it does establish what the founders meant. And it says, we, the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, to establish justice, to ensure domestic tranquility, to provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, do ordain and establish this Constitution. In other words, what they said was, here's the reason why we believe our government should exist. To establish justice to ensure domestic tranquility, to provide for a common defense and to promote, promote the general welfare and secure the blessings of liberty. Where we get in trouble sometimes is when people believe that government should be bigger and bigger and bigger in order to overly define those concepts. Because I got news, if you're waiting on the government to solve all your problems, um, you're gonna become an entitlement mind that never accomplishes much of anything. And it will be the ruination of this country if the vast majority of our country begins to rely so much on government that it can't function for itself any longer. But government does have a function. Hear me when I say that. Jesus himself said in Mark 12 that render unto Caesar that which is Caesar's, which indicates that he was acknowledging the fact that government does exist. So all said and done, it is possible for government to exist, but it is also possible for government to go too far. And when I say that, I think we need to recognize history is replete with evidences of government that became unwieldy and oppressive. And it's not always the history of other countries, y'all. It's not always some other place. Sometimes it's right here. And when I say that, I'm talking about everything from city councils to school boards to state government to the U.S. government. Now, our system of governments, government is, is a grand experiment. Never in the history of the world has the common man had such an opportunity for a voice in its own government. One vote, one person. The idea that we have representation, the, the idea that we have three branches of government that are provided for checks and balances one against the other. Neither can operate without the other and neither can force the hand of the other, but they do occasionally try. Classic example of overreach we see right now are things like executive orders. Like a legitimate function of the executive branch is an executive order. But that's also sometimes legislating by fiat. And you remember that President Obama used to call it using his pen and his phone to get things done. Well, I got news. That's why we have a Congress and a Senate. 
And there are times when you should not be able to legislate solely because at that point you become a dictator. We're looking at President Biden right now having 60-plus sweeping executive orders. He just made another announcement today that he's got executive orders coming out that deal with the free market and, and considering things that might or might not be good. And I'm telling you right now, you better watch because I do not trust his bona fides when it comes to issues of the free market. But even on the state level, I mean, there have been stories replete in Alabama history of government reaching too far or one branch warring with the other. There's, there's anecdotal stories about former Governor George Wallace, who used the state troopers to stop state legislators from driving to Montgomery to vote uh, on bills because he didn't want them there to vote against his position. I mean, stopping them on the interstate, having them do a bolo list where they're watching for state legislators so-and-so from North Alabama driving down for a vote on a bill and the governor doesn't want him there, so he has them stopped. We've also seen things like Governor Ivey in the past year, in the middle of the pandemic, declaring some businesses non-essential and closing them down, which is the government picking winners and losers, which is an overreach, y'all. And truth be told, I have a friend that owns a jewelry store, and he called me one day and he says, why am I, as a small businessman who owns a jewelry store, not allowed to open and take care of my customers, at the same time, Walmart is right down the road with a jewelry counter and they're open for business selling whatever they want. And then that kind of thing happens all the time. Governor Ivey refused to call the legislature into special session last year. We needed them there to take care of some things. What did she do? She wrote some executive orders to do what was truthfully legislative opportunities, to take care of legislative matters. The legislature came into session this year, though, and began to do their job in the regular session, not the specials, but the regular sessions. And they also abdicated their opportunity, though, to balance the power by making sure they passed a bill that says we can come in when we feel like it's appropriate for our constituents. They chose not to take that up. I take that back. Let me rephrase. The Senate took that up. The House declined. The Senate took up balance of power bills. The House chose uh, not to, uh, uh, largely in committee. Most recently, we've seen regulatory burdens of government used to stifle the private sector in things like the environmental. If you're in the military, and right now, Redstone Arsenal, I guarantee you there are whole sections of every military post where you cannot do any training because somebody saw a spotted owl or a red cockaded woodpecker. There's a Keystone pipeline that went through 10 years of approval process and was shut down, regulating ditches and canals to be, quote, the waters of the U.S. Folks, we need some people to say they will be right-side ruffians, not on my watch. They're going to look at us as ruffians, so let's be right-side ruffians and say, we'll embrace that concept. We'll speak out when necessary. And one of those things we're going to talk about today is the IRS. I've got a friend of mine coming on at 4 o'clock, Becky Gerritsen. She used to be the head of the Wetumpka Tea Party. Now she's with the Eagle Forum. Becky made her name because the IRS targeted her organization when they applied for their 501 nonprofit status, and they were basically uh, treated punitively by the IRS. There's an onslaught of delays and intrusive questions that caused her eventually to be allowed to go and speak to Congress, where she told them that the government, in her opinion, had forgotten its place. But the IRS hasn't truly stopped. You're going to hear from another friend of mine. Ten years after Becky Gerritsen had her experience, ten years later, we're looking at the same type thing happening with a friend of mine who has a Christian ministry that encourages Christians to get into the public arena and to pray for their nation. It's called Christians Engaged. And my friend Bunny Pounds is going to come on and tell us how the IRS recently denied her 501 status because they said that prayer meetings and Bible studies were too often associated with the Republican Party. Therefore, hers was likely a partisan organization. Can you, did you hear what I just said? 
Did you hear that? The IRS initially denied their tax-exempt status to Christians engaged because Bible studies are too often associated with the Republican Party. They put it in writing. Well, my friend Bunny took them to task, and she made the rounds, and she, she, she hired an attorney from a great organization uh, called the Liberty First Institute, and they wore the IRS out for the last few weeks, and they won as of yesterday, and Bunny's coming on the show to talk about it. Listen, folks, this is the right side way. That's a wrap for the right side way for today. We're going to head into this soft break right now, but let me just tell you, we got a lot of stuff to talk about today. I've been enjoying y'all's company all week long. Listen, this is going to be a day when you're going to hear about things that are happening, but you're also going to hear about the victories. And what excites me too is what you're going to hear coming up at the bottom of the hour with a guy right here in Huntsville who's making a national impact by helping people change their own communities. Because listen, government does overreach. And if you rely on the government all the time, you will get nothing done. But if you work to change your own community in the private sector as a matter of faith or conscience, you'll be amazed what happens. It's Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. We are solid, conservative, just plain right. We'll be right back. FM, WVNN, the news talk giant of North Alabama, Phil Williams, hosting Right Side Radio, where we are solid, conservative, and just plain right. Glad to be with you. Already through almost the first first half hour of the last show of the first week. Uh, Go put all these pieces together. But I, I, I can't tell you how much I'm enjoying having this opportunity. I mean, literally... It's an honor to have this platform, and I I remind myself of that every day before I come on the air. I've actually got a a note on the wall right above my computer here in the studio studio where I'm talking. I'm looking at it. It says, it is an honor to have this platform, and it is. And I can't tell you how much it means to me to be able to share life experiences and the things that I've been a part of over my 56 years. Uh, Yeah, I just dated myself. But but literally, to, to provide you some hope that you are not alone, that there is a a world of other folks out there. Like my, my, my lovely wife, Charlene, says, there's more of us than there are of them. Yeah, the liberals are noisy, and yes, they are trying to make their way, and they're doing what they can to change our society. We cannot be lax, but the reality is there's more of us than there are of them. And we need more of you out there saying, not on my watch. We need, we need more folks out there listening to shows like Right Side Radio, where we do all that we can to enlighten, empower, educate, and entertain you, but with a conservative viewpoint so that when you have those water cooler conversations or when, you, when you're engaged by somebody with a differing opinion, you can do a, with, a, with a respectful response your side justice. You want to be able to present. Don't, don't be caught off guard. Don't be given that, you know, that, that one-liner that goes no deeper than the surface by some uh, liberal spoof who says, you, you should believe this. You should be able to respond in an intelligent and cogent manner as to why you don't believe that. And when they try to cancel you, just refuse to be canceled. Now, listen, I want to I I cover down on something. But before I do, I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to step aside for a minute and tell you about my friends at ZLA Solutions. You guys have got to know about ZLA Solutions. At a time right now when people are hurting for jobs or employers are trying to find people to come to work, ZLA Solutions is putting people together for work employment opportunities all over the state of Alabama. 
You can find their website at ZLAUSA.com. They handle logistics, management. They'll do your head hunting for you. They'll help you find people with blue collar, white collar, no collar experience. If you're looking for a job, they've got them posted on their website at ZLAUSA.com. Check them out. They will fix all your staffing needs. They will make your business better. Folks, talk about making things better, though. I got to tell you, my opening monologue was on the fact that, yes, government has a place, but, yes, government can be an overreach. Ronald Reagan warned us. He said, literally, freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't, this is him quoting it, we didn't pass it to our children in the bloodstream. It must be fought for, protected, and handed on to them to do the same. Or one day, Ronald Reagan said, one day we will spend our sunset years telling our children and children's children what it was once like in the United States when men were free. We cannot let it come to that point. And we cannot then rely upon government to make it better for us all the time. Does government have a role? Sure it does. Does government the only role? Absolutely not. It requires the average person to do more than average things. At the bottom of the hour here, when we come back from the next break, you're going to start hearing from a guy who right here in Huntsville had a mission that he felt like was important and is changing people's lives just by mowing grass and by raising up young men and women to be respectful and contributors to their community. We got to have more people like that. And we got to have more people willing to step outside their own doors and go do something. Don't rely on government to make your lives better. Go change your own world. Good people are doing good things every single day. Charlene and I go to Church of the Highlands. This weekend is Serve Day for Church of the Highlands. And we're going to be serving all over this state, people wearing red t-shirts that say serve. We've got to have more people with a servant's heart out there working in their communities to make it better. Well, I'm excited about this show. we got a lot of good stuff happening, a lot of good stuff to talk about. It's all going to be from a conservative standpoint. It's all going to be something that makes you proud to be an American, to be an Alabamian. Right Side Radio, solid, conservative, just plain right. We'll be right back.